Once you see what you actually are, that you're an infinite, limitless being, you'll see that nothing exists outside of you. I'm your host, Derek Grant, and this is the Pathway to Your Results Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Welcome, 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 welcome back. Welcome back to the Pathway to Your Results podcast. I am your host, Derek Grant, also known as DG. Um, you're listening to this right, right now. Tomorrow, actually tomorrow is my 40th birthday. 40th earthly birthday. But I'm really only probably, I'll be three actually. I'll be three. My physical body is turning 40 tomorrow, but my um, awakened spirit is will be three years old on January 26th. So I'll do an, I'll do an episode on that later as to why. So I'm really I'm really three. I'm really excited to be a three year old here soon, right? Team Sagittarius. Today's episode is going to be um, maybe somewhat triggering. Maybe somewhat difficult for some of us, but anybody who I work with, I tell my clients all the time, we got to be, we got to become comfortable being uncomfortable. We got to be okay with stepping into those, 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 those tough spaces because those tough spaces is where you'll make the most growth. You can't grow and be comfortable. And I don't believe, I don't believe that anyone is here. To not grow. If you look at the order of this universe, nothing ever stays as still. Never, nothing stays the same. Nothing stay. Everything is constantly evolving. It's the law of vibration. Everything's constantly in motion. Everything's constantly vibrating. Everything's constantly changing. We're constantly growing. We're constantly evolving. So I say this because um, I'm realizing that in my own life, I, I, I have, I had things, and I still do. We all do, that need to be reconciled. Because you cannot reconcile them. Um, you cannot move forward without reconciling your past. And I'm going to explain how and why, and using my own life only as an example. Okay? So a couple weeks back, I had a... Uh, it was a rough week, right? Full moon. It was tough. Tough week. Um, full moon. It was, and it was a lunar eclipse, so it was pulling a lot. This energy, you know, we know that's, that's pulling the shadow self out. It's pulling a lot. And we were in Scorpio season. Eh. Talk about a trifecta, right? It, it's, it's pulling a lot of uh, of things up out of me that I was not aware of. And not just for me, but all, all souls, right? And I was, going to, I was doing something. And I told Carly, my wife, I said, hey, I got a... She, she was upset at herself for like leaving like one of the kids' toys outside. And it ended up snowing. And it was like, oh, I hope it's not ruined. I was like... So I'm asking a question like, hey, is it or like... But I was asking because I was trying to show her, like, hey, it's not a big deal. Well, because of her level of perception, she perceived it as, oh, you're, like, like making me feel like I'm, like, less than. And I'm like, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. So she kind of gave me a response, which triggered a part of me. So it triggered a part of me because it made me feel like, oh, well, I'm unworthy. you talking to me like this, like I'm a little boy. And that was not her intention, nor was that my intention. But it's funny how the universe works. We will always hear what we need to hear. I don't think you heard me. You will always hear what you need to hear 
at that present moment in space and time. How many times does somebody say something and they're giving you instructions and you didn't hear that that's what they said? But then when you go back, you find out later that is what they said. Because that was not what you needed to hear at that moment. So I needed to hear it in a certain way, in a certain frequency, because that was going to be the thing that was going to pull up to the surface some stuff in my life that I had not healed yet. Now, before I know it, 40 minutes later, I'm sitting in my living room crying. And I'm crying. And she's sitting there with me. Imagine if you can see like a documentary, you see these ayahuasca trips and someone's like throwing up and they're crying. like, And they have their shaman that's sitting there. She was my shaman. She was sitting there and she was crying and I was crying. She's like, what's the matter? I'm like, I don't know. I just felt unworthy. I felt little. I felt small. I felt like, I'm like, where did this come from? Why? My parents love me. Why? Why? And I had had an experience earlier that week where I had multiple people open up to me about their, that they had dealt with abuse. And that triggered me. It brought up some things in me that I wasn't aware of. And, and, you know, now here I am sitting in, in, you know, my living room and, and I realized there was some stuff that happened in my life when I was about four or five years old. I had a babysitter. I'm not going to say her name. She's, she, oh, I know she's dead. She was, she was old back then. She's gone now, but my parents used to have to work, right? Just like any other middle-class family, right? Both parents working, trying to make ends meet to help their, help their children. And they had to take me to the babysitter early in the morning so they both could go to work. Well, I was young, four or five years old. My, my brother was already old enough to be in school, but I wasn't old enough to be in school. So I would go into the babysitter's uh, extra bedroom and they'd put me in. I'd just go right back to sleep before it was, it was way too early for me to be up. Now, I was potty trained. I wasn't wearing diapers, but yet I wasn't really potty trained, I guess, maybe. And I would wet the bed. And I can remember, I started to have these feelings of when I was just sitting here on this floor, I could see, I could see her. She would yank me up out of bed. And this is how long ago it was. She had a house that was so old, it had the, the ironing board that folded into the wall. And it was in the kitchen of all places. I'm like, who puts an ironing board in the kitchen? What are you going to be cooking a casserole while you're ironing someone's shirt? Like, what is, who does that? Anyway, this ironing board, she would take it out. And she'd throw me on the ironing board and she had a yardstick right next to it. And she would beat the living daylights out of me with this yardstick. All because I wet the bed. Mind you, I'd just woken up. So I'm already out of sorts. I'm out of it, right? And this is how young I was, okay? I was so young that I never told my parents because I didn't know that it was wrong. I didn't know. I figure like, okay, well, I wet the bed, so this is what I get. This is what happened. Then what would end up happening is, is I would move into the room, and I don't know if it was her kids or someone else's kids, the kids that she was babysitting, but now here I'm sitting here in this room, and they're all watching TV, but I'm not allowed to watch TV. I had to face the wall the opposite way, so my back was to the TV. And if I turned and looked, if I turned and looked at the TV, she'd smack me in the back of the head. Or she'd pull my hair. So I would just sit here and just literally be abused as a four or five-year-old. Now, I'm not saying that my situation was quote-unquote worse or better than anyone else's, but I can see now at almost the age of 40 what ramifications this has had in my life. I couldn't understand why I had two loving parents, two parents that were present, 
but I never felt like I was good enough. I never felt like I was worthy enough. And I am fully aware of the ego and how the ego works. I'm, you know, I, that's one thing about me. When I, those who know me, I told my dad the other day on the phone, I ain't never f- been afraid to do no work. I ain't never been afraid to do any work. I'll do the work. But I couldn't figure out this. Why is there still a stumbling block? Why, 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 why? And as I'm sitting on the living room floor and my wife's sitting there, I just started. All of this stuff started coming up and then I started sobbing uncontrollably because this little boy... This little boy was coming up out. He was there still. He had been there, and I did not know that he was there. I thought I had done the inner work, the shadow work. I didn't know that he was still down there. He was still down there below the surface. I had no idea, but he was still there. And this morning, this day, when my wife had maybe said something that made a a tinge of unworthiness, it wasn't what she said. It was this little boy who just needed something to be pulled to the surface because he was crying for help because he just wanted to be reconciled with the version of me that knows he's enough today. I hope this shifts your perspective a little bit. I'm being, I'm being open. I'm being honest. I'm being vulnerable. I'm being authentic. I have nothing to hide. Nothing to hide here. You neither do you. We don't have anything to hide. We all have transgressions. We all have things that happen in our lives. They don't happen to us, but they happen for, they happen for us. So why, 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 why? What's your point, D? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, it happened. I couldn't understand why me and my wife had made a commitment that one of us would be home. I'll work my tail off so that my wife would be home. She'll work her tail off so that I could be home. And because of some stuff that had happened to us, losing everything, she had to go back to work while I started to work on myself. And I was at home with the kids. Why? 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 Because subconsciously, there was a little boy inside of me that didn't want what happened to me to happen to my children. But I couldn't remember any of this. So I was willing to do whatever it take just, just so my wife could be home with the children so I knew they were in good hands because there was a boy who who was not safe. He was not safe growing up and he didn't even know that he wasn't safe. That's how young he was. And it still has ramifications, lasting effects on my life today at the age of 39, 40 years old. So why do I say that? Because some of us have been sexually abused. Some of us have been emotionally abused. Some of us have been uh, there's been some type of abuse that has taken place. And I don't fault uh, the person who did it to me because she was probably abused herself. Because everything is just cause and effect in this universe. But my responsibility is to, one, have the awareness of it. Two, to forgive. That means I accept it for what it is. Was this what I wanted? Absolutely not. But I still have the ability through choice of perception. I have the ability through uh, willpower to use even a situation like this to better myself and better those around me. So that was the next question once I had brought the awareness as to why. What do I need to do? Why did this Why did this happen to me? It was so I could be more aware with my own children. So when I get, when I lash out or I get upset or if I'm short or if I'm patient with my children because they're not doing what I asked them to do, it's really not that. That's not what it is. It's not the fact that they're not listening. It's the fact because there's a little boy that's fearful that if these kids don't listen, they may experience what he experienced. Do you see how this works? So until I reconciled this little boy, I was going to continue to project this upon my children. So I started doing the inner work, the real work of healing that little boy and letting him know it's okay, buddy. It's okay. I got you. 
I got you. I got you. I got you. We don't have to give energy to it anymore. I got you, bro. You're good. I got you. Come here. Come here. And I just sat here and I just held. I just held this little boy in this meditation. I just held him and said, it's okay, buddy. I know, I know, I know, I know. You can cry. You can let it out. I got you, though. I promise. I promise you nothing will ever happen to you. I got you now. With the awareness and the, the, the awareness that I'm at, I swear on everything, this will never happen to you again. You are safe. I thank you for your courage. I thank you for your strength. I thank you for not giving up. I thank you for every day showing up every day. Do you see how this works? So this is still a progress. This is this is this is this is a journey. That's just one half of it, right? The trauma. That's the trauma that I endured in this incarnation, in this life. I'm gonna do an episode in it. I'm gonna do an episode on reincarnation so you all can understand that this isn't your first rodeo. I know I'm gonna scare a lot of people away. I know I am. I know I am. But let the truth set you free. And then you can form your own perception around it. But I'm not gonna touch on it right now. But when you understand that when your inner child isn't just from this life, it isn't just from this experience, that you have traumas that have been passed down from generation to generation to generation, that you're not just healing you today in this 40, 50 years that you've been here on this earth, that you are actually healing stuff that your great, 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 great grandfather had dealt with that got passed down to his son, that then got passed down to his son, that then got passed down to his son, that then get passed down to your father. And now here you are with that energetic frequency, that signature that you are now projecting onto your children. And until you go back and heal that version of your grandfather, you cannot heal your child. Do you see? I just did this yesterday. I did ancestral healing on both sides of my family, and it was exhausting. On my mother's side, I'm in this tree. I walk up to this huge tree, almost like a sequoia tree, and I walk up to it, and there's three paths within this tree. And one path in the middle is, is my path, and it's a straight path. It's straight. But then to the left of that was my mother's path. And imagine like a slide. It went up, and it went straight down. That was the path. And then on the right was my father's slide. His, my father's path and his was straight down and it corkscrewed and it was corkscrew, corkscrew, corkscrew. And as the corkscrew, it got so, so tight, so taut that you couldn't even go down. Imagine a slide going down a slide corkscrew and it's so tight you can't even go down anymore. That was his path. And I processed this energetically as both paths went downward. So I started on my mom's side. I said, mom, what is it? And I'm in this meditation. I'm in this altered state of consciousness. She, she said, nothing's ever good enough. Nothing's ever good enough. Daddy and mommy used to tell us nothing's ever, you know, nothing's ever good enough. Right? So I said, where did this come from? Mom, where does it come from? So I, I move on to her mother, my grandmother, Lena May Four Leggett. She had five brothers and sisters that she raised on her own from age 14 because her mother and father died. So she had to raise her brothers and sisters. She became a mother of five at the age of 14 with a fifth grade education. Imagine energetically what that does to you. You're never enough. Nothing's ever good enough. You were overwhelmed from, from you, you were, you were forced a hand that maybe you weren't properly, you weren't, you weren't uh, 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 equipped to deal with. So then what happens next? I go to the next, I go to my great grandmother and there she is. And she's saying the same thing. Nothing's good enough. Nothing's ever good enough. And I go to her mother, which is my great-great-grandmother. She said, nothing's good enough. And I get to the fourth generation. It's my great-great-great-grandmother. And she was five years old. She was five years old. 
She was a slave. And she had been separated from her family at five years old. She was separated, taken off. We know that this happened. It's not hard to figure. We go back and it's, we know this for a fact. She was separated from her family. This is where it started. I'm not good enough. This is how a five-year-old processes. I'm not good enough. This is how a five-year-old, a four-year-old processes when they're getting beat on an ironing, on, on an ironing board with a yardstick. I'm not good enough. That energy got passed down and got passed down and got passed down and got passed down. So now here I am on my left side, on my feminine side. I'm never good enough. That's just one half of the equation. I go to the other side of my dad's side who corkscrewed straight down. Now my father, there he is. He said, I'm not worthy. I'm not enough because my father died when I was seven years old. I was one of nine. I was the third youngest. My, my father died when I was seven. So he grew up with not being enough because if he was enough, his father would still be here. This is the way a seven-year-old processes stuff. So I go to my grandfather, my father's father, Fulton Grant. Hard. He was a hard guy. He was hard. He was hard. As my dad would say, he was ridden hard and he was put away wet. Hard man that had lived a rough, tough life. He was never worthy. He was never worthy. Why? Because his father was that way. Why? Because his father was that way. Why? Because his father was separated from his family at the trade, slave trade. He was separated from his family. And all this is happening in this meditation, this altered state. And I'm experiencing all of this. And I said, this is where it started. It started with my great, 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 great grandfather. And that really wasn't very long ago. So this is why. It's important for you to reconcile your past. It isn't just you. That's why when you may see me say something or I may be people like, man, this guy, he's arrogant. He's not that I'm arrogant. I just know me. I know myself. Why? Because I've done the work to try and understand myself. I've done the work to try and figure out me. When you when you when you go into the depths of your soul, when you go into those those rough places, when you go into those places that you do not want to go into because your demons are in there waiting for you. And you walk in there and there's no light, but you know they're in there. You know they're in there and you can hear them snarling. You can hear them just waiting for you. Most of us, we turn around and we never reconcile. We never, we never deal with them. So they continue to haunt us. They continue to hunt us. The trauma, uh, the PTSD, all of these things. You had to go up in that closet and walk up in there and proclaim and let them know. I'm not going anywhere. So y'all got to figure this out because I'm not I'm not leaving until we reconcile this. And this is how you heal the generations to come. It's not by running. It's through sitting through it. It's through sitting with the hurt and the pain and the trauma. This is how you uncover and become all that you truly are. So my point of this. The reason why I named this podcast two years ago, The Pathway to Results, was because I was hoping to give my audience or whoever listened to give them the template, the just a way to find where you were going. I couldn't walk it for you. I could just give you a way. Just like when you go to the grocery store, there's more than just one way to get there. There's many ways. I mean, I can go to the grocery store probably about three miles away and I could probably find seven different routes to get there right off the top of my head. There was many different ways along the pathway to your results. But I will tell you this. Until 
you start to sit with your wounds. They can never heal. Go back to season one, or maybe it was season two of this podcast, and I titled it, You Have to Feel It to Heal It. That's the only way. That's the only way. Does that mean you need to have therapy? You need to go to therapy? Go do that. Does that mean you need to hire a you know, life coach? Go do that. Does that mean you need to sign up for an online class? Go do that. Does that mean you need to uh, um, go on an ayahuasca retreat or you know plant medicine to assist you? Go do that. Whatever you need to, to start healing your traumas, that's why they happened. That's why this happened to me. It was so I could step into my light just a little bit more. That's why all of your transgressions, your hardships, your struggles, your adversity, that's why it happens. So you can step into your light just a little bit more. Someone asked me today, when will it stop? I said, hope you better hope to God that it never does stop. You better hope to God that you never have just easy times because there will be no growth. I've told you from the beginning, growth and comfort cannot exist in the same space. They cannot You will not put on any muscle lifting weights that you can already lift. You must lift weights that are heavier than what you are accustomed to. Only then will you be able to grow muscle. The same goes for your soul. This is why you were supposed to rejoice in tribulation. So now I don't look at my trauma as uh, something that holds me back. I look at it as almost as if it's the portal. It's the gateway. It's the path. It's the pathway. It's the pathway to my results. (laughs) It's the pathway to your results. Your hard times, the abuse, the trauma, this is the pathway to your results. This is it. This is what the universe gave you. It gave you this this uh, unbelievable opportunity for you to start doing the work on yourself because you weren't going to work on yourself unless it hurt enough for you to start searching for something more than just this world. Do you see? So, maybe for 2023, maybe you can have a new outlook on some of these things that happened in your life. A new perspective. Shift it. Shift it. I'm embrace. I'm, I'm. I'm giving you permission to shift it. Go ahead and shift it. Go ahead and shift it. Shift it. It's gonna be cold. Shift it. It's gonna be dark. Shift it. It's gonna be painful. Shift it. Do it. Do it. I talk to Kobe all the time. I talk to Kobe Bryant all the time. All the time. He's constantly telling me. Constantly. Go do it, D. Go and do it. D, go and do it. Constantly telling me, codes, codes, what do I got to go and do it? You know what that is? Don't run from it. Don't you run from it. Don't you run from it. Go towards it. So when someone asks me, how do you deal with fear? I don't, I don't, (laughs) fear. I feel fear. I'm aware of it, but I know I got to go towards it. I'm not going to sit here and let fear keep me in one spot. I can't do that. I did that for a long time. Nothing ever good came from it. And then when you go towards it, you'll see that it was just an illusion. It was just a narrative that the ego had created so it could exist. It was just a shadow. It's not real. The shadow's not real. <laughs> the shadow's not real. This is what shadow work is. This is what shadow work is. If I have a little tiny doll and I shine a light on it, 
up against the wall behind there's going to be this big, 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 big shadow of this big thing. But it was a tiny little doll. Do you see? That doll was the ego. The light is your spirit. That thing up against the wall is the shadow. But we run from the shadow. Don't you run from a shadow? That's why it's called shadow work. Don't you run from it. It's there so you can acknowledge it, so you can heal it, so you can feel it. So I hope that I've given you at least enough permission to start doing the work on yourself. To start uncovering your truth. Start to peel back the layers. And all those layers are you. They're all a part of you. They're all a part of you. They're all a part of you. This is a part of me. I embrace it. I have no problems talking about it. I have no problems, problems telling anybody because this is me. I love me. I, I'm, 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 I'm an ever-evolving soul trying to figure it out itself. So everything that has transpired in my quote-unquote past, that comes with it. You got to take that with it. I embrace it. Now because I've embraced it, I forgive it. Because I forgive it, I can move on. Do you see? Forgiveness is just you accepting the present moment as it is. I don't wish for it to be any different. I don't have any hard feelings towards that babysitter. I don't have any hard feelings towards my parents. I don't have any uh, animosity, resentment, anger, none of that stuff. Because all of this stuff was needed for me to consciously evolve. This was the whole point of it. A spiritual evolution. How you got to that point, whether you was trauma, hardship, struggle, whatever, financial, death, it did not matter. Illness, it did not matter. It was really quite irrelevant. Don't get caught up in the surface of the nature of it. Look at the energy below. So when you have a hardship, you'll know by how you feel. You may feel anger, sadness, resentment, fear, lower vibrational things. Let that be a signal to let you know that it is time for me to start working. If I'm comfortable, I'm not working. If I'm uncomfortable, put your hard hat in because we're going in. Just by having this perspective, you will shift the energies of when you have hardships come. Now, now in life for me, I can embrace it. And if you can embrace hardship, you're on your you're on the way. You're on the way. I pray that this gave you um, what you needed today. I pray that this will give you what you need to move moving forward. That you may um, be all that you're capable of being. But you gotta you gotta go back and heal these things. You got to stop putting the book on the shelf. It's time to read the book now. Don't throw it up on the shelf because it's only going to fall back down because it's going to keep filling up with more books. You got to start reading them things. You can't just put them up on the bookshelf. Especially, I'm, talking, I'm not speaking to anyone who has ears right now. I'm speaking to anyone who has ears. If you got books up on the shelf, it's time to start reading them. Don't you throw them traumas up in the back because eventually they're going to start falling off and that's when you get overwhelmed and that's when you start doing things to hurt yourself. Let's start reading these books together. I thank you for your time. I thank you for your heart. I thank you for your ears. I thank you for your soul. And I wish you nothing but the best on the pathway to your results. Mm -hmm.